Well, hello, this is Gary Horn from Cinema Shock, and I just wanted to check in with you guys real quick since this is not a normal type of episode for us. Uh, this episode is about the upcoming A24 film, The Iron Claw. This is actually an interview with one of the people involved in that movie uh, as a professional wrestler or stuntman. This is about Silas Mason. Now, uh, this movie, if you're not familiar with it, it's about the Von Erich family, which was one of the big families in professional wrestling. It's a huge family. I mean, it's led by their father, Fritz Von Erich. He owned one of the territories of the National Wrestling Alliance, which if you know from our episodes, I'm working with the National Wrestling Alliance. The National Wrestling Alliance had different territories throughout the country. One of these territories was World Class Championship Wrestling. And in that, uh, Fritz von Erich, Fritz fathered multiple kids. The main ones that you're going to see from this movie, though, are Kevin Von Erich and David Von Erich. I believe Carrie Von Erich. Maybe some of the other ones. I'm not sure completely. I think Mike Von Erich is probably a part of this. This family was huge in Texas. That's the important thing to know. They were really, really big. Like people say, they were like the Beatles in Texas, basically, for professional wrestling. Like they couldn't go anywhere without getting mobbed by all sorts of fans and women and that sort of thing. So the story from A24, The Iron Claw, is going to be about that family. Now, in the National Wrestling Alliance, our current national heavyweight champion is Silas Mason, and he is a part of this movie as well, playing a guy named Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Now, Terry Gordy was a huge wrestler, also part of a group called the Fabulous Freebirds. Now, in World Class Championship Wrestling, the Freebirds were chief rivals of the Von Erich family. These were the, the bad guys to the heroic Von Erich family that represented Texas and uh, Silas is playing one of the uh, big members of that, so you'll see him in the movie in that role, as well as another guy that's the National Wrestling Alliance named Brady Pierce, who's playing a guy named Michael P.S. Hayes, also one of the Freebirds. Anyway, I wanted to give you that setup because we're sitting down here with Silas Mason, uh, Justin and I, and we're going to talk to him about his experience working on that movie. And uh, anyway, I hope you guys like this. If you like the interview thing, let us know, and we can try to do more of that. Silas is a great guy, super funny, and uh, also very big and intimidating. So uh, you'll have to check him out online since you won't be able to probably see him really well here on a podcast. But all that out of the way, here it is. is sit down with the Thrill Billy, Silas Mason. I sent an email, and he was like, do you think you could play Terry Gordy? And he actually he had asked me if I knew who Terry Gordy was. And I don't know if y'all knew this, but I'm a big fan of the guy. I've been ripping him off the entire time we've been wrestling. So I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know who this guy is. I've been studying his tape for like 10 years. Then uh, I sent a couple of headshots into Hero, the guy who was uh, running it. He uh Emmy Award-winning stunt coordinator, come to find out. And uh, he worked on like Stranger Things and Cobra Kai. But they really liked me, so I looked like the guy. And... The rest is history. Yeah, Luke Hawks uh, wrestled with the NWA of the Hawks. Uh, Hawks Airy, one of the tag teams, him and his son. So he, he he does a lot of stunts. Is he involved in this movie too, like in stunts? Uh, he did a couple of, uh, he helped like with some of the rehearsals and things because he was local to the area. So Where was but it? Was it was um, who was a uh, Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge sucks. That town sucks. It does suck. I li- I was born there, and I lived there till I was about ten. And I've visited a couple of times since then, and it is a uh, it's an ugly town. Sorry to everyone who lives in Baton Rouge. <laughs> I'm not. But also, what was great was because the Vols last year ran the Tigers out of a uh, Death Valley. Yeah. And I, I got to be. I was there around the time for that. So uh, 
the first time when I was leaving, I had my ball shirt on. And they're like, oh, getting out of town before it gets too bad, huh? Then I come back like a couple of weeks later. I was like, oh, wait, y'all still talking? Are y'all talking? Because if I recall, we beat you 30 to 13 in your own house, dude. Yeah. So first time the natty's been a kneeling since 98. I like that. The other guys that are that are playing the Von Erics, or I, I guess I'll probably do something ahead of this to kind of, because I know this audience is probably not as up to speed on professional wrestling as a lot of, I'm used to with like the NWA live stream and all that. So uh, where you can just talk about, about the Von Erics and people know who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just get set up a little bit who the Von Erics are uh, like on a, a little segment ahead of this, but you are playing, you, you said it, Terry Gordy, who's part of the fabulous Freebirds. Uh, you're doing that along with Brady Pierce, who plays Michael P.S. Hayes. Brady Pierce also been in the NWA. I, and who's who's playing? Uh, let's see. I was Man, the guy has some crazy Italian last name, but he wrestles as Danny Flamingo down there in New Orleans. Oh, and, you know, yeah. they actually say that the, uh, the fabulous Freebirds got a lot of their stuff from the Southern Six. So it was really like easy for me just to fit right in because we had already been breaking ground on that stuff a long time ago. That's true. You guys have a, a very similar vibe, and the, we're the arch rivals of the Von Erics yeah. in Texas, and so uh, mm-hmm. that's a that's a pretty cool spot to be in, I think. Yeah, Danny Flamingo is playing Buddy Roberts, and Danny Flamingo wrestles uh, with Luke Hawks' promotion of Wildcat Sports. He's done some a few things in the NWA, but his his name here is Devin Inbragujilio, I think, mm-hmm. and so. Some shit like that. Some kind of Mario sound and stuff. <laughs> when you when you when you go in to do this thing, like what what's it like when you show up on a movie set? Because you've never done this before, right? Well, I mean, I did play Bigfoot in a Tubi movie one time that uh we were completely CGI'd out, taking our jobs. That's what those computers are doing, Bubba. <laughs> but, so you know, I've been around the horn a couple times. Uh honestly, it was just like wrestling though, except you know, it's you're working with actors and a lot of stunt people. They they work the actors through their, their scenes or whatever. But for us, it's just, it's rest. Honestly, it was incredibly easy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just kind of show up and just do the spot that they want over and over and over again. So the, the real hard part was uh, all the bumps. Like, I take a hell of a hip toss in that movie, which is it. Which, I mean, it got all the movie. You know, pretty much every single thing that I was in. They use in the movie, so they didn't cut my stuff like they cut that punk MJF stuff out. <laughs> but uh, so the um, I took a hip toss, and Chavo originally was like, maybe do like a drop toe hold or something. I was like, I take a hell of a hip toss. I was really dumb because I'd take that hip toss about twenty times in a row. So doing it once is fine, but then it's the repetition of just yeah. doing that over and over again, and getting spritzed down by the hair and makeup people. Which shout out to them because they're the hardest workers on there, man. Like. The actors and the uh, stunt people just show up for basically their scene. Like, I think one day, the longest day we were there was 14 hours. Those girls were there about 20 because they had to stay like two hours before and two hours after just breaking everything down and setting everybody up. Oh, that's crazy. Now, you you just said MJF got cut out. Is he cut out of the whole movie? I saw he's playing he's Lance, there for like right? two seconds. Yeah, I read that uh, a report on that a couple of days ago, where like the majority of his scenes got cut out. You you see him like very much in like in passing in one scene. He does this, else. yeah, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts. He's a producer on the movie. That's well, he's wild. still making money off of it then. Oh, yeah. he's probably making more money off of it than I did because uh, he fooled Tony Khan into paying for him to get a producer role. Yeah, <laughs> nice. The the Von Erics, they're played by Jeremy Allen White. Is Carrie? I mean, obviously you got uh uh. 
Why did why did Zach Efron's name just slip my mind? I could not remember his name. But he's playing <laughs> Kevin, right? Yep. Did you get in the ring with these guys, like these particular guys, or was it? Was yeah, it I'm Zach story? Efron's favorite wrestler, maybe. I did. He see literally that told that. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did a couple of spots together, and he just really liked working with me because uh, if it was a real wrestling match, he probably wouldn't like me so much because I'd beat the tar out of him. But uh, <laughs> you know, we're acting, we're thespians. You know, it's a performance when you're doing that. So uh, he, he, he really liked working with me. We're best friends. We call each other and talk all the time. I believe that. He, he was busy. He couldn't do the podcast with me. Wow, that Maybe next time. Bad. There goes that connection. They're not the only ones either. I was looking on, I was looking through the cast list and you know, like Ric Flair's in this movie. I mean, not actual Ric Flair. It's like a guy playing Ric Flair. Playing Ric Flair. And yeah. Ryan no, he, the, the little old lady you see in the front row, that's actual really Ric Flair. He was just <laughs> Uh, I saw Ryan Nemeth is in here. He's like Gino Hernandez, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, that's uh, Dolph Ziggler's brother, Justin. You would know Dolph probably uh, better. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, I know Dolph. Not um, personally, but yeah. Bruiser Brody's featured in it. Harley Race is featured in it. Chavo Guerrero. Playing oh, she. Yeah. Holt McCanny or McCallie? McElhaney? I don't know. Holt is just what I call him. Uh, he was in like oh, Fight yeah. Club, Mindhunter. He's playing Fritz. And it's eerie how much he sounds and looks exactly like if you watch the Fritz interviews and you watch his performance, it's like it's like they dug Fritz up, you know, put animatronics in him. Yeah, I came across a photo the other day where um, he was it was a posed photo of him and the brothers standing behind him that they recreated, you know, like an actual photo of them and. The, you know, Zach Efron and Jeremy Allen White and those guys, they don't like look like them necessarily, which it doesn't matter necessarily in a in a biopic. But he you looked at him and you look at the two pictures side by side, and you're like, wow, they they really hit the nail on the head. And I think I think he's a great actor anyway. And I, I like any time that I see him pop up in things and, you know, uh, seeing him in a kind of a bigger role. Than what you mm. normally see him in, is other than maybe Mindhunter is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, he's kind of like that character actor, but he was a, a really cool guy. They all uh, actually, uh, Jeremy Allen White and the guy playing uh, David, they actually went to the uh, NWA show we did in New Orleans. Oh, nice. And then I think Holt came the second night. Oh, okay. They were like, man, I didn't know you actually wrestled. And I said, I ain't good looking <laughs> enough to be in the movies all the time, boys. <laughs> I, I saw like some clip on TikTok with like Zach Efron talking about having to jump off the top or something like that. I mean, did yeah. were, you, were you there for that? Like how, how were they with like taking to the moves and everything that they had to do? The only time I saw him jump off anything too high was uh, we were doing the rehearsals and I was catching him on a uh, crossbody and sorry ladies, but I got to live all your fantasies by grabbing Zach Efron's ass on multiple occasions during that. <laughs> Hardest ass I've ever felt in my entire life. And I felt some pretty hard asses in my day. And uh, it felt like grabbing on, like if you get like a river rock and just grabbing a hold of it's what it felt like. But um, <laughs> just in case everyone wanted to know. For sure. I mean, for everybody, I think, doing a drop kick is really unintuitive. You're smashing your jimmies whenever you do it every single time if you don't know how to do it correctly. But, um, so like those are the only real jumping things I ever saw him do whenever we were doing it. But other than that, uh, I kept telling him, I was like, boys, if this whole, uh, Hollywood thing don't work out, you'll get a future in the wrestling business because they took to it pretty quick. Nice. Did they do all of their own stunts or most no. of their own stunts? They, they had stunt we, doubles come in too? We did, yeah, they had uh, stunt guys for like certain parts, like when we're beating them up. Because, you know, they're they're actors. Yeah. They can't be taking bumps. They can't be doing all that kind sure. of stuff. And the insurance men don't like that. Right. And like, it's just one of those things where, especially uh, 
Zach, man, he had like, I think like something like 14 matches that he had in a film. Wow. So like he easily had the most matches of everybody there. Imagine some people, you know, like do, do their schedule and they're like, if you think about it, some, the luckiest guys in wrestling probably work like two matches every single week. And then the, so the eight matches a month, like this would be like 14 matches in the space of like a month and a half. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, yeah. I can see why they wouldn't have him doing all that. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, they took to it really well. And uh, like he was a workhorse about it, man. So they were there for all the film, everything we had to film and everything. So they were right there with us, just getting their, uh, you know, glory shots and then letting the job bros uh, take some bumps for them. Did they have you like, but I don't like- to start doing that in wrestling. Well, I mean, I don't bump anyway. Well, I need to find me a job guy. I'll just have him. Anytime I have to bump, I'll just have him. <laughs> really gets tagged in, in a, like a tag match or something. He's there to just throw people around. He's like. Right. And I mean, I've never met anyone who's knocked me off my feet my entire life. I'm just thinking maybe, you know, just to, someone to wrestle for me if I don't want, if I don't want to, if I don't feel like it. But the title won't be on the line. <laughs> that's, that's probably best. Throw, throw Billy is also known as the, the biggest man who ever lived. Uh, you got it right, baby. Yeah. Kyle Davis and Joe Galley had a hell of a time with that in Australia. Trying to like the biggest man. I was like, no, it's the biggest man who ever lived. It's my branding, brother. <laughs> Speaking of, just since we're talking about it, NWA did a tour with the Smashing Pumpkins in Australia. And uh, so your theme song right now actually is by a band called Battlesnake, who was playing that festival and they gave you that how did you translate in australia with your southern style like your southern united states style oh how baby you- they love them they-, <laughs> they absolutely love it man like uh one battlesnake just released a new single pangea breaker check it out on uh, all your sundry social media platforms it's pretty sick i love battlesnake's music but um now uh, the, the australian crowd love me man. they have these things they're called bogans you guys know what a bogan is Mm-mm. I do not like an Australian redneck because redneck ain't about where you're from. It's a state of mind. Yeah. And so they, uh, <laughs> they all kind of get that and they get the, uh, the banter is what they call it. You know, when you're just talking shit back and forth, they really enjoy that. So they really enjoyed me. And, you know, towards the end of it, I didn't, I love the, the Australian women and I love the, uh, the Australian men. And I love the place of Australia, but some of those crowds were, uh, trying to heckle me too bad. This one guy called me Fat Jungle Boy. I was like, I had to eat Jungle Boy for bread. I'm taller and thicker than he is, dude. <laughs> Back to the movie part of it. Was the hard, I mean, were you guys having to run like actual matches? Like, did they just, I assume what happens is they have like certain spots they need to get like Zach Efron's face or something mm-hmm. in. And they're like, all right, well, let's get up close with this. And you repeat that over and over again or something. Like, I mean, for like a lot of the footage, I imagine for like stuff in the sportatorium or fighting, like where they just have any run matches. You know, they were kind of doing it like uh, these indie kids do. They were just focusing on the spots, brother. <laughs> That's all they were doing. <laughs> so like, it's one of those things where like, uh, I think one of them that we did, Chavo was just like, hey, do you think you could do a headlock takeover where you run up the ropes? And you know, this one Zach told me I was his favorite wrestler. I was able to I'll carry the dude with one arm, basically, leave him up with the ropes, and then flip over him myself. So really all he had to do was stand there and hold me in a headlock. I just said, just hold on to me, brother. And we just do that. And we did that like four or five times. And then he, that's when he was like, well, he's literally has me sitting there in a headlock. And he's like, man, you're my favorite wrestler to work with. And I was like down there in the headlock and said, tell me I'm your favorite wrestler, Zach. And he said, you're my favorite wrestler. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> But uh, it's like, tell me you love me, baby. Tell me you love me. No, so it was just kind of like getting those spots. Like they actually, uh, there's a fairly 
complicated. Like you see bits of it, you know, like when you're putting it together, it's maybe a 30 second spot, but then having to run it through with these guys and dudes who aren't used to wrestling, there was like a spot with like tag in, you know, jump buddy to the outside, miss on this thing, catch a cross body, eat a drop kick, one, two, three. That's like a fairly, you know, just running through that with them. They were actually able to get it pretty quick, but they want to get like, you know, as many takes as they can because maybe you had fire a lot more coming off of this one spot than you did with the other. And that the flip over might look better on the third take than it did on the fifth take. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. like they kind of piece them all together and they um, just do it kind of that way. So it's yeah. like you, you focus on the spots and you just repeat them until you can get like better and better takes with it. Yeah, gives them a lot more choices in the when when it comes to editing. So right. uh, Chavo is, is playing the Sheik, but he's also doing. It sounds like he's doing like stunt choreo or coordinating or something along that as well. Like he's coordinating the wrestling matches too for y'all. Yeah, base, I mean basically anything in Hollywood you see with professional wrestling in it, Chavo is the guy for it. Really, and there's okay. a reason for it, and that's because he's the best at it. Yeah. Uh, he just is, has a really easy way of communicating. Obviously, he knows how to communicate with wrestlers. We all know how to do that. But uh, yeah. communicating what we have to do to them and how they have to do, or you know what I'm saying, like kind of like they, a yeah, playing mediary between y'all and the and the 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 director or the movie uh, crew, right? And also like explaining to actors, like okay, this using different lingo or however they do it to explain like how we would a wrestling thing. Right. But they're right. like, okay, here's how, and like explaining wrestling to actors and explaining acting to wrestlers. Yeah. You can't really, I guess, talk in like wrestling shorthand to Zach Efron, who's never wrestled before, you know, can't tell him to call in the ring. Right. I'm sure he could. Actually, I think like uh, before I got down there, I'd wrestled like at a local show. Uh, and this kid said, he, uh, I took, I wouldn't bury the kid. Cause I can't even remember his name. But so I wrestled this one dude and I was like, man, Zach Everyone's ten times the wrestler this guy is, and he hasn't even he's just been practicing. <laughs> like this guy's supposed supposed to have trained, you know, wants to do this his whole life, and he just sucks. And then Zach Everyone, like you know, just does a couple of practice matches in his bed, and I can he listens better and does all this stuff better than you did. Zach Everyone does feel like that kind of guy who's just going to be good at everything he tries to do, though. <laughs> he just seems like oh, one yeah. of those, he's just one of those dudes, and it just pisses you off because he's so good at everything that he tries to do. Yeah, and he's such a nice guy too so yeah. it's one of those things like you just can't even find a reason to be pissed off at him right yeah you know, he's, he's just a nice guy that's why oh. we're best friends well i so I, I won't ask you to 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 bury your best friend or anything but i'm curious what your thoughts are do you think at when you were done with these guys do you you feel like they could they could actually go work a match like they could if billy wanted to put them on a nwa show like you, you brother i was them. trying to get them on there not just with the clout but to do like a spot at hard times <laughs> they, they couldn't figure it out with the legal stuff because like you know he can't do anything physical while they're under contract for these movies yeah no like honestly he could like it's one of those things like he's especially because he has veins on his abs brother the only other guy i've seen that jack is tom latimer you know what i'm saying or ec3 those like he's really athletic and he can uh he obviously gets the acting part like you know he gets the connecting to an audience bit so yeah, he could easily do that. That's cool. Same yeah. with uh, Jeremy Allen White. Like that was one of the things um, when we were doing the lockups in the beginning. He had that like real tight lockup, and I was like, "Did you ever used to do amateur wrestling?" He's like, "Yeah, like way back in high school and college." And I was like, "I can tell just by the way you stand whenever you're going like trying to lock up with people because you know pro wrestling lockups are these big things, and the amateur wrestling lockups are like these real small tight ones." Hmm. 
Tom. That's interesting. Yeah, I've seen. We all like the small high ones. <laughs> walk up, walk up, walk up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. I don't know what else they could have possibly. Um, and then recently, I saw you were at the premiere. This was in this was in New Orleans, was it? No, the premiere is in Dallas, Texas, in oh, the theater that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald snuck off to after they framed him for killing JFK. <laughs> <laughs> they quit putting they... a plaque on the seat because people kept stealing it. Apparently, now if it was there, I would have stolen it too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. They didn't big time you once you got there, did they? Were they cool too? No, no, everyone was dope. Uh, didn't see because Zach and them were off doing some other stuff, so I didn't. I didn't see them, but the director walked up to me, called me by name, gave me a big old hug, and I was like, "Hey, man, thanks for coming out." And like uh, Holt was, I saw him. You know, Chavo's dope. Uh, yeah, everybody. Actually, I sat next to Ryan Nimitz in the uh, in the theater when we were watching it, and I kept revving him because uh, I was in the movie longer than he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I was going to ask you about. How did you feel about like after after everything you'd done, and then you get to go watch the movie? Did you feel pretty good about seeing? Oh, as soon as I was off the screen, I got up and said, "This shit's tapped." And I walked it. No, I'm <laughs> 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 I, like, I came up for walking. No. Uh, it's really sad. <laughs> if you know about the Von Erics, you know it's going to be a sad movie. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, it was like it was done. Like honestly, I recommend seeing it. Yeah. Like it was really well shot. Just uh, getting a feeling of uh, you know, obviously, like they don't get super. Like, they don't get into the Lance stuff. They don't get into like what was it? Um, Chris, there's two other brothers, uh, Jimmy Jack and uh, Chris, I think, Von Eric. They don't really they get a little bit into Jimmy Jack and not so much into Chris, but uh, not a spoil anything for you guys, even though it's a real life thing. Yeah. So if you know about it, you already know about it. But it's a good movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the. Uh, there have been a few like reviews already started coming out, I guess, because it started having some premieres and the reviews have been really great so far. So I'm like, I was already excited about it anyway, ever mm. since, honestly. Even before the trailer, when we first heard about this, you know, probably a couple years ago when they first announced it, I've been excited. But now that, you know, the, the reviews have been pretty fantastic so far. Uh, I've seen one other movie by Sean Durkin that came out maybe a decade ago that I really enjoyed. Mar Martha Marcy May Marlene is what it's called. It's got Elizabeth Olsen in it kind of before she was doing Marvel stuff. So I know he's got the chops. The dude's a great director from what I've seen. So I'm I'm mm -hmm. very excited for it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I thought it was... Uh... I thought it was really well done, man. Very tasteful it's, it's, about the whole subject matter. It's weird to me because it's like it's an A24 movie, but like it's about professional wrestling and A24 to me always. And, I, and I'm and i a movie nerd and a wrestling nerd. So it's like, you just a nerd. I know there's a crossover somewhere there, but they're A24 like always feels like the more pretentious movie studio. And then professional wrestling. Didn't they do Euphoria? Like, like, I don't know. A24 didn't do I don't, I don't know anything that they've. Yeah, I mean uh, they've they've done it. I mean, well, their, their movie, um, everything, everywhere, all at once, won Best Picture last year. So they've they, that's okay, probably their that's probably their biggest hit so far. But they're big on the especially on the horror side of things because they do a lot of like what people call prestige horror films, which I don't really like that term. But well, I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> it's but yeah, that's they're true. they're a great. They're a great studio, and they're they're becoming you know they're, they're an independent studio that's kind of becoming almost like a mini major because they're doing and I mean they're working with big stars and stuff now like Zac Efron, so they're uh, yeah and you of course right they so, couldn't uh, afford to be a mid major. 
<laughs> so uh, they're they're coming up, and, it, and this movie's got a lot of hype behind it. So I'm, I think it's going to do really well. And honestly, like professional wrestling does, you know, going back to what you were saying, Gary, it does lend itself to a dramatic movie like this. Like if you start looking at the history and uh, of it, like mm-hmm. there is some there there are some wild stories, some sad stories, some exciting stories. Like there's a lot of drama to be found in the history of of professional wrestling, especially when you go back to like the territory system when during when that was at its height which is kind of like when when this movie takes place because you know these weren't guys playing the arenas you know like like the wrestlemania arenas and things like that like it was it was like very down and dirty at that time mm. so there's a lot there's a lot to be mined there i think for some really good stories how oh did, yeah how did i i got one more question i'll leave you alone about the the the, the filming of it but I, I just thought of this because you were talking about the arenas that now your matches would take place in the sportatorium i assume mm. and so that that was like the, the hotbed of professional wrestling there in texas and so you'd always hear about how packed out it was so they had an audience there for a lot of what you're doing right and so Oh. How is that? Like, how did they take to that? Like, having to see you guys run over everything? Like, oh, yeah. they. Um, I just did it like a wrestling match. So I saw I'd pick someone in the crowd and just make fun of them the whole time. Because I was still, you know, doing the jaw jack. And, like, there's a little lady. Yeah, I looked re- rear back. Because, I mean, honestly, if that little lady kept yelling, I was going to pop her one. You know, <laughs> you I, Rick, it's, Rick Flair? It's easy. They just, just nail them. Well, like Hogan, whenever he was sitting there, and there's that grandma in WCW or whatever he's coming out of. <laughs> but, um, not, so like just, uh, I'm just a, regardless of whether, because that was a captive audience, obviously, you know, they're getting paid to sit there and cheer. I mean, yeah, I think we should just do that for all wrestling shows. It's easy. They tell them when to cheer, tell them when to boo, pull up the signs. <laughs> but no, it was, a. Uh, it was pretty, actually, like, it did for a little bit feel like you're actually in there for a match whenever the, you're going through the spots and they're like, getting all fever pitched and into it but um yeah it was really cool what was it hard for like because you're used to you know just being yourself in the ring right was it was it hard to transition into playing like another character not only another character but a guy who you know actually was a real person was it hard to like turn turn that on and off when the cameras were rolling not at all, because I've been ripping Terry Gordy off since I started wrestling. Yeah. So it's, it's literally what I already Natural, did. yeah. Like, you know, Gordy was all like, man, I'll give you one day, you old lady. Like, he said chair really weird. I remember always, it's cheer. I'm going to swing the chair. Like, you know, just like the way, like, I ain't gonna, I talk like I talk. Yeah. But luckily, or, you know, I didn't have any speaking roles. But for some reason, I kept studying Freebird promos just in case, because you get yeah. paid more money than you get a speaking role. Yeah, but um, yes, it wasn't that. And, uh, the guy who was refing, James Beard, dope guy. He was also the uh, the he refed for the sport for a world class back in the day, oh, and wow. he was there. He would always be like, um, here's some. He's like, I think Bam Bam would do this, you know, like try to get back in the ring and have the other guys like hold you back or like you know, just kind of little stuff like that. That he was like, here's a little thing I think Gordy would do or here, you know, something like that. Oh, that's cool. So. Um, yeah, no, it, he was awesome to have yeah. there. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, other than that, I just, I basically just did me, but yeah. with a Terry Gordy wig on. <laughs> I feel like after this movie, it's turned up a little bit more. Like, I, I don't know, because it feels like you introduced, like, you got the, the, the hand I don't signal. I Gordy the- ever done the hand signals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that started as a rip for the, uh, for the indie marks, so. though. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because uh, everybody on indie poster, like, they'll do it or some shit like that. So I did it as a joke originally, and then uh, it just kind of 
now it's a weird muscle memory thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> like holding up like doing like that or like, you know, AT came up with this with Southern Six. I, I, saw, like, I noticed cool. that in his promo the other day. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just coming up with hand signals and you know and gestures to do have, you little, have I've seen little kids do that too whenever I come out now. So it's like you gotta right. keep doing it. Yeah. My favorite was when you uh put somebody in uh God, I can't even remember who it was. It was like you hooked you hooked their mouth while you had them in like the camel clutch or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people aren't too hype about me putting my fingers in their mouth, but uh, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> now, do you they see uh, you picking up dog turds out back? And oh, we gotta get this out, you know. And I'll just walk into the ring and wash that. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing for me: do you did you do you have any desire? Like, are you thinking about? I mean, any more movie stuff or any opening or? I don't know. Is there, is there a path for you there? Do you want there to be a path for you there? Yeah, actually, uh, we're looking into um, spoiler, but they're going to fake the moon landing again. So I'm thinking about getting on that one. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, no, I've been talking to some people. It's just uh, getting the um, the agent thing figured out. And, uh, all, right now, I'm focused on wrestling, but I definitely yeah. would like to do more film acting. Yeah, especially the opportunity to get that, SAG, get that SAG insurance. I hear it's really good. Yeah. So I've been talking to people, you know, I talked to Chavo about it. I saw him at WrestleCade. So talked to him a little bit about that. And uh, I know Aaron Stevens does some movie stuff. So I've been, all, I'm, I've been I'm putting little feelers out there to yeah. get back into Hollywood, come back, you know, with the neck roll on and just do the Andy Kaufman bit. <laughs> have my acting understudies take all the bumps for me. <laughs> that feels like a gimmick Aaron Stevens would pull off, though. But the, uh, oh, yeah. You're, you're too rough and tumble. Uh, and, and you can't. I've been just... too much not to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> the, you've, uh, this is like a backup plan because for those that don't know that national title that you're holding right now, it uh, is a one way ticket to the world's heavyweight championship uh, if and when you choose to cash it in after a certain amount of time. So, well, I plan on just keeping both. We'll have the national title and the world title. Well, you can work that out with Rockstar Billy Morgan. Well, who, who will take them off me? Well, Billy gonna hire his musician friends to come at me. <laughs> they can tune a guitar, but can they tune a fish, baby? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Throw Billy Silas Mason, thank you so much for doing this with us. Uh, you, uh, you're on the internet at uh, it's Throw Billy TCB. Is that right? That's the one. That's on all the socials, so people can find you there. We look forward to seeing you on December 22nd for the Iron Claw. Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.